Well, welcome back to episode 73 with a very special guest this evening. Not me, psych. Me special. <laughs> I uh, know. Tonight we have Blaze joining us. And she was, she's part of the five people that um, sent in topics to come on the podcast and talk about uh, in regards to a co-host position. And I want to start this by saying she was the first message I read pertaining, wow. pertaining to this matter. Was I really? 100%. And <laughs> you by far had the best and most interesting topics. You can't say that. What can I say? What can I she say? She did. <laughs> I know that she did, but you can't, you can't say that. It's not very good advertisement for the next four that are coming on. They, they better, the, the funny thing is they'll never hear this until they've already been on, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a very good advertisement for the people who are going to be listening I'm to this sorry. one before. I'm, listen, I'm sorry, but it's fucking true. Like, it's true. I know. I'm excited to to talk about everything that we have in store. I here. think this is going to be a very interesting podcast. Um, I do too. And I'm even sober for it. So <laughs> you say that like it's like a crazy thing. I don't really hardly ever record podcasts without drinking. Yeah. Uh, you want to you want to touch on the subject matters? Yeah, sure. So. Today, we're going to try and get to everything, but we're also not going to rush to try and get to through all of the topics that we have planned. So if they don't organically happen, then you know what? SOL, because the topics that you do get are going to be, they're going to be good and they're going to be worth it. So what we are going to try and get through today is talking about um, some things that may or may not be considered taboo in the kink community and uh, potentially how we can bridge the gap there. Um, We're going to talk about the association between kink and trauma. Um, We're going to talk about the difference between a kink and a fetish, and if there is one. We would like to be able to get to talking about sex work, particularly sex work that is online and what place it has in the community and how to communicate about sex and orgasms better if you're having difficulty in that department. So um, big round of applause to Blaze here. For these great topics, <laughs> I hope that all of you listening just did a little, did a little clap. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm really curious to hear more about the nickname Blaze to start. Like, I, I know a little bit about you, but I feel like this might potentially be the most telling thing. <laughs> Um, all right. So I grew up a lot around fireworks. Uh, my dad used to, uh, shoot fireworks when I was younger professionally. So I've always had like a weird thing for fire. 
Um, and then recently my friends and I started running a music venue and I sit above everybody else in the music venue on top of the sound booth. Um, so I'm like far away from everybody. Fire safety here. Very important. Um, and I, uh, light my hands and fingers on fire and like my nails and stuff like that, just kind of as an entertainment thing. And I'm also learning how to breathe fire. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I get the concept of breathing fire. That's with like alcohol and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, we but- actually, the safer version is, um, you can use, uh, what's it called? It's lamp fluid. It's like oil and it's disgusting and it tastes gross. Um, but it, it's a lot safer than alcohol because it won't travel back towards you. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it doesn't like get in your hair or anything. Yeah. So exactly. like when you're talking about lighting your nails on fire, are, is it same concept where you're dipping your fingers and hands and nails, etc., in this lamp oil? Actually, for my hands, I usually coat them in hand sanitizer, like really thick, <gasps> oh and then just light it up, and then gosh. just it out, and like let the fire like drip down. Um, oh. And you can let it go for like thirty seconds before it starts to burn. <laughs> um, and wow. then for my nails, I usually have fake nails on for shows, um, and so I just light the tips of those on fire because they're acrylics, so you can just kind of light them up and they're they burn wow all right you learn something new every every day that's that's blaze everyone we're excited to have her on and if that gives you a peek into what we're about to get into i think we're all in for a treat here i had a teacher in eighth grade science teacher he mm-hmm. did and no bullshit. This is why he, I mean, he made learning fun, which a lot of teachers don't do, but this dude lit his fucking hand on fire one day. And I was like, I had to fuck with you. <laughs> he's sitting there waving. He wouldn't tell us how, like what he was putting on his fucking hand. <laughs> Jerk. But he was sitting in class and like wave his fucking hand around flames coming off that shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Mr. Fratelli. What he definitely knew that if he told you guys what it was, oh, that you guys I'd, would try it at home. I'd be doing <laughs> yeah. it right now. I would. <laughs> She's so cool. Oh, man. <laughs> that does sound really cool. So should we just jump right into this? I think so. Yeah. How you want to do this? Well, I guess that I'm curious first what... Blaze's take was on what some of these, yeah, on what what you see as considered taboo and why. Um, I know that you also kind of included a clause about things being like unsafe. Um, so yeah, take 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 it away. Where was your mind at with with that topic? Um, I was I used to do online sex work quite a bit and I know that I when I was talking with other people who were doing it um a lot of them were talking about how it's like not safe to have anybody doing breath work or like anything like that like choking etc because they're worried that like if you're talking to someone online you can't get them help or anything like that you know god forbid something happens because usually they're not just using their hands they're using like belts etc Um, and like that online can be really 
really scary because you're just with that person and they are alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I know in, um, just in like regular, you know, kink life, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you are, you know, tied up or anything like that, and you're doing breath work like that, you have to have like very serious talks about safe words and like ways that you can communicate that something's not right if if you can't speak um so that was kind of where my head was at with that um I know a lot of people are against knife play and stuff like that I personally am not but you know <laughs> I also said well, a lot you, about me that'll light myself on you, fire you, there so you go. there you go <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, this doesn't surprise me about it. <laughs> so I know very little, but this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I've i heard quite a bit about how, like, knife play is not safe because you could seriously injure somebody if you don't know, um, like, what it is you're doing. Um, obviously, big one, gun play. People are super against that because guns. <laughs> just kind of stuff here. <laughs> um, uh, but I feel there's ways to practice all of this safely. And if you are not experienced, then, oh my God, there's such a thing as research and, you know, really looking into what you're getting into before you get into it. And communication is a really big one because if you're not communicating with your partner and having these talks about how you're going to, you know, let someone know that something's not right, then, you know, there's, it's just going to go downhill from there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we were kind of talking about this recently. And honestly, you have pretty much checked off everything that we put on our list as like our own individual brainstorming as to, okay, like, cause, cause we didn't know exactly where you were going with all of these topics. And we wanted to individually brainstorm and think a little bit about, okay, like if she goes down one route, like, what what are our ideas? What are our perceptions of this? And we had very, very similar perceptions as you. I think that the one thing that I will say is that I was kind of thinking that, and I think that you were going down this route too, that some of these things come down to education and perception. And that, um, like, for example, I think that the people that would be really uncomfortable with gunplay, for example. And I use that because I think that of everything on that list, that's probably like one that I wouldn't have any hesitation with. Um, but I also am someone who like grew up around guns and understand Mm -hmm. the mechanisms and how they work and gun safety, firearm safety and whatnot. So I think that it's something that I'm familiar with as opposed to people who aren't familiar with it. They just think that like guns are exploding Mm -hmm. time bombs, you know, (laughs) just like ready to go off and shoot people, you know, (laughs) they go off at any minute. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're anywhere near them, they're just going to go off. (laughs) It's totally fine. Just shove this in your vagina real quick. It it probably won't go off while it's in there, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like playing Russian roulette with a, with a gun in my vagina. Right. (laughs) No, I only do that on Sundays. Um. (laughs) Darn bummer. It's a Thursday. Um. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's let's take it from a perception standpoint. Cause when you, when you and I had a conversation about it, 
We were trying to come up with, I wonder what she's talking about. We literally, everything she said, other than like the breath play, um, soul yeah. breath okay. play. Like, okay, true. true. I, don't, I, I don't know anybody that, I, the only guy I know that's probably into it, we're not friends anymore, but if anybody I knew was into it, it would probably be him. Um, <laughs> so I don't, like, it's not something that I deal with commonly. I guess doing right. online sex work would change that. But, you know, when we were Agreed. talking about it, we were trying to come up with like, what is, you know, you know, what is she talking about? Whatever. And we, we said knife and gunplay and, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, but like gunplay, that's a total matter of perception because you, mm-hmm. I would assume, I would hope you're using an unloaded fucking gun and you know what you're fucking doing. Right. In that case, you know, to me, that's like using a fucking dildo. It's completely safe. Right. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not telling people to run out and get a gun and shove it up a girl's hoo-ha. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, if, it's a matter of perception. Now, knife yeah. play, on the other hand, I've had several women ask me. I've had several women ask me both. With the gun, I'm always like, I'll fuck you with one of my guns, but you're cleaning afterwards. So they don't Yeah, know. right. <laughs> <laughs> Which you shouldn't say because any girl who's going to agree to that has absolutely no idea. No how idea to how to clean a gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So fucking true. Um, but the knife one, like I've had several chicks ask me to, you know, get in, do the knife play thing. And I'm like, uh, like even the gun thing, it doesn't really appeal to me. I would do it. But it doesn't like mm-hmm. the cleaning is the most unappealing part to me. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it really fucking is. Um, so, but like knife play though, like nah, I ain't fucking with that. Like you know, and that's cool if that's your fucking kink. But I, I, you know, somebody I just met and I don't know you that well. Believe you me, yeah. you're not going to meet yeah. up with me, and I'm going to start cutting things off you and leaving <laughs> superficial yeah. fucking knife marks on you know cuts on you and shit. Yeah. Like I'm not signing up to go to jail. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah, part, of it, part of it's also Oops. like blood pathogens <laughs> well yeah there is that yeah 100 percent. but i also like to be you know i try to be as careful as possible when i'm sleeping with somebody new and knowing that they're clean yeah. and all that shit so yeah yes that is definitely a part of it but for me like, yeah but is hepatitis on your like list <laughs> of Please get tested for these disorders before you come and sleep with me. No, I thought not. Hepatitis. (laughs) All right, Doctor Dickhead. (laughs) Yeah, please get a complete, just like blood Blood, work, blood work done. done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you had the COVID. You had the COVID. Can't have sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, um. Blaze, am I to take it that you are comfortable with knife play? That is correct. <laughs> Can we hear more about that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, we're clearly uneducated on it. <laughs> so if I was, I, let, let's just say I was showing up to fuck you. I should bring like my biggest knives. <laughs> and honestly, or some razor blades. All right. <laughs> this is like the time where I would say size does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I'll say it. Size does not matter for knives. Um, If you're just getting into it, like when I just got into it, I was using really fucking dull knives um, just for like safety reasons. And it was more just the feeling of 
the knife running along your body. And then as I got more into it, I would progressively use sharper objects. Like I would have people use sharper objects on me to the point where now I would literally have someone carve their name in my ass. <laughs> and wow. it's all about what? Can I, can I get seconds on that? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be number three, I think. I'm, I'm cool with that. It's a lucky number. <laughs> um, it's all about knowing um, how deep you can actually go and what parts of your body you can cut into without it being an issue. Um, so it's a big anatomy thing, um, right. which I'm sure... Are you holding? So it's a big anatomy thing. You really have to um, kind of know Understand where, where vessels and yeah. everything are. Um, so like, deep cuts on the inner thigh, right? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> go to. All right. So hold on. Let me back you up for just a second. This podcast yeah. is not medical advice. <laughs> yeah. or, fin- or financial advice. Um, what? How did you get into it? Which is way more fascinating to me. (laughs) Really awful thing here. Um, I got into it because I'm extremely mentally ill. Um, So, you know, when I was a budding teenager, I was doing, I was like cutting myself and shit like that. And um, then as I got older, I started getting tattoos and I was like, I also like this feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. And then eventually I realized that there's like safe outlets for it somewhat. Um, and so I started talking to my partner at the time and I was like, Hey, I want to try this out. I know it might be super scary for you and everything because you're scared to like slap me, but you're going to have to suck it up. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, Oh yeah. And he's like shakily holding. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I got into it in a really unsafe way, I would say. Um, But, you know, as time goes on, you know, you get different partners and everything like that um, and learn more about it because obviously I'm doing research as I'm doing this whole thing. Well, eventually I was, which is kind of how I came up with the topic. Um, I started doing more and more research about it and I actually kind of figured out that there are safe ways to do it with sharper blades and everything as long as you're like sanitizing them and everything which I'm sure you know a lot about you know it's sanitization and making sure everything's clean before you you know cut into somebody (laughs) but it's yeah a lot of it is just making sure that your partner is well aware of how deep they can go before it's an issue and so is this something that you have had to teach partners and if so how do you educate them or have you after you know after your first experimenting have you only done this with partners that were already knowledgeable on the topic I've had to teach two different partners about it okay um one of them oh god I took his virginity <laughs> what kid. you go virgin <laughs> You ruined that poor boy's life. (laughs) There are so many things that I did to that man. I feel so bad for him. Um, But yeah, I took his virginity and I was already like well into kink. Uh, And I, he was what? He was like 20, I think. 
when we first fucked. Um, and I was oh, like, was yeah, you can handcuff version. me. You can slap me. You can <laughs> just like going down the list. Yeah. Um, and eventually I got to like knife play and he was like, I don't want to like kill you. And I was like, no, you're not going to don't cut my throat. Like what? It's <laughs> keep it away from my carotid. <laughs> like number one rule here. Um, yeah. And I had to actually like have like outside of play, have hit my hand on top of his hand, showing him how much pressure to use. Oh, wow. Um, and eventually he like got the hang of it, obviously. Um, and I've had people learn, like I've had the second partner that I taught was uh, he learned on fake skin. Because we okay. figured out, like, the skin that you would use to, like, learn tattooing. For, like, suture. Oh, for tattooing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, because it, it's roughly the same. I mean, it's, yeah. I know you'll talk to a tattoo artist and be like, it fucking sucks. I hate this shit. But um, it's roughly the same in terms of texture and, like, when you're cutting into it, it feels the same. Okay. So it's like, okay, this is too much pressure. This is not enough pressure kind of go with it and then I'll look at it afterwards and that's kind of how I learned the second way instead of you know testing on myself yeah (laughs) probably a safer route (laughs) I I I agree so have you in your play with partners have you had any mishaps or any times yeah yeah I have had um a an accident happened before um which is also why i want to bring up that it is so important to have if you're getting into knife play to have med kits with you um because if you do not you're gonna you're gonna be like covering yourself with like paper towels or like towels or whatever you can get um but i act i had a guy um he was on like my leg and he moved a little bit too far to one side and it started bleeding <laughs> aggressively. And we we're like, oh, this is, this is not good. This is really bad. And I actually ended up having to go to the hospital for it um, and oh, get stitches no. and everything. And I had to explain to the poor doctor. Oh. Why- <laughs> 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 I was like, listen, okay, I'm into some weird shit. <laughs> oh my God gosh what was the doctor's um, i mean at least you're honest about it because how many people show up with ginormous things up their ass like oh i just fell on this football oh. yeah. yeah i sat down on it i didn't see it there <laughs> but yeah i because i i have a lot of uh not the same as med student but i have a lot of experience uh with medical like the patient side of things um, because I've seen a lot of doctors, um, and I've still have a lot of doctors. Um, but I basically, I realized that like, if you're not honest with the doctor, they can't do shit for you. They can't, they, you know, what it, Preach. It, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> they, they, they need to know all of the information and they're not mm-hmm. going to judge you. They, and also if you're worried that they're going to talk to people about it, it's violation of HIPAA. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Very true. Um, but yeah, I, we thankfully had a med kit in the house that was like close by, um, that we ended up grabbing and I ended up 
putting gauze over the cut and just wrapping it with um, the medical tape as tight as I could, which was probably way too tight, but (laughs) (laughs) um, got to the hospital and I was just like, hey, um, we need to see a doctor right now. I'm like bleeding out. (laughs) Oh my my gosh. How how many, do you know how many stitches they had to put in or no? I had four stitches. Dang. Were they deep? Uh, It was, yeah, he ended, he cut too deep, which is what the issue was. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like in the wrong place too. Yeah. And so they were, they were pretty hefty. Yeah. (laughs) It being a clean cut like that though. I bet like super easy to. Yeah. Stop it. Easy to fix. Thankfully. thankfully. (laughs) I don't even have a scar from it, which is really cool. Do you have any scars from your like non, like non-emergent play no 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 no. from play from from sex play not not from cutting from sex play self-harm scars yeah no that's not what i I was wondering where you were going with that but what do i know no no i would i would not i would not go there i'm Uh, i was i was wondering about some sex yeah no i don't have any actually i don't scar very easily thankfully Uh so that might be part of it um i do know a couple of my friends online who are into it who have like light scarring just like the scarring where it's like just like a lighter color than the rest of your skin Uh um but as long as you're cutting at the right depth and not too much Mm -hmm. um you shouldn't scar and if you do it's either because you scar really badly or you are not doing it right okay so i have i have a few questions (laughs) You guys, you guys are talking about the cutting side of it. Um, I guess I can stick with that for one second. I'll ask this one first. Um, so what is too deep? Are you talking like an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch? Um, so for me, I usually stick to around an eighth to a quarter of an inch around there. And then any deeper is getting into like dangerous territory. Right. Like you can go a little bit further. I know people that go like, deeper than that but if you go deeper than that you get into like different layers essentially is what i've learned and so the further you go the more likely it is that if you fuck up it's going to be a bigger deal the deeper you go the more you get into their trauma (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly okay so here's that's my cutting side of the question here's where my head was the whole time what does it do for you? Like, it's a release for me, honestly. Does it um, make Does it make you wet? Does it make you come? Like, is it just something that turns you on? Like, explain the sexual side of it because it's I'm fascinated by this. For me, um, if you're doing something else, like on top of it, like if you're fingering me or something like that, there are some people who have experience with it who can do both at once. Um, if you're fingering me on top of it, I will be able to come. But like, if it's just, um, just knife play, then I just get really, really wet. Wow. Oh, and Do my you... third, hold on. My third question, or, well, question or uh, request. I, I would love to see the names carved into your ass because I want to see how the, <laughs> I want to see how the carving comes. You don't have to do it now, but I would love to see how the carvings come out on your ass. <laughs> I'll send photos next time. Right on. Wow. Go ahead, Doc. I'm, I'm so fascinated. No, I um 
of course we put me on with like a medical student. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, what was your second question again? Cause what, how, how is it arousing? What is the, what is the sexual side of it? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I, now I remember my, my, my follow-up question to that. I was wondering like when it's happening, are you vocal? Do you cry? Like, do you get a release in that sense? Because for me, like I enjoy harsh beatings because it gives me an excuse to like, let it all out to, to cry and scream and get emotions out and things out that I like pen up Mm -hmm. at every other time. Is that what this is for you? Or, or do you get a release strictly out of the pain alone? Take the stage. For me, it's, I, I'm pretty vocal during it, but I don't, it's very rarely that I actually cry during play, which is kind of funny. Um, but I, it's, I get very vocal and then just the pain itself is really relieving because I have an insanely high pain tolerance because I have a chronic disease that causes chronic pain. Um, so when I feel like regular day-to-day pain, like, I don't know, your back hurts or something like that. It's like very dull compared Mm -hmm. to everything else that I felt. Yeah. Um, and so when I have sharp pain like tattoos and like you know knife play and you know, burning stuff like that sharp pain for me really lets things out because I'm just so used to the dull everyday pain and I've been going through you know chronic pain for like eight years now so oh my gosh I'm so sorry to hear that <laughs> I really, I, like I really am and maybe this is maybe this is my like empathetic doctor side coming out but <laughs> That that, that, doesn't exist. You don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to fake it though. Watch, watch. She'll fake it. (laughs) Have at it. I'm just trained. I'm just trained that that's what I say when when people start telling me about things like that. Yeah, I just like automatically. You wonder why I don't fuck with doctors. (laughs) It's it's her bedside manner coming out. It's her bedside. Oh man. No, I mean she needs to practice I, it. She's gonna graduate soon. She's yeah. gotta practice with that oh, time. See, she's she's telling me I'm not very good at it. Like, here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> no, oh, I've just no. heard it so much from like whenever I get a new doctor, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is what I've been going through. And they're like, oh my god, honey, I'm so sorry. You're so young. And I'm like, I would never, I would up, never honey you. I, w- I would never honey you. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, but I'm just, sure you got some weird Midwest, some weird Midwest term you use instead of honey. Oh, sugar loaf. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> some bullshit over here. <laughs> All right. Hold you need on. any time, sugar. <laughs> so I have a question pertaining to that very first topic again. So it it was stated as taboos or unsafe. So do you would you consider the three topics or the three situations we talked about also taboo? Or were you talking about different taboo kinks? I think fetishes? those ones, I mean, I know gunplay is definitely considered taboo, especially with the political climate right now, which <laughs> I don't want to bring that up in a sex podcast, but... Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, I would definitely say that gunplay at the very least is taboo. I know a lot of people consider knife play to be taboo just because of its association with self-harm. And I don't think that breath play is taboo, but maybe that's just me. I don't think that partnered breath play is taboo. I it's think- not to me. I think it's something that more and more people are are getting into i think solo it feels normal but then like you'll tell a friend who's like not into any sort of kink at all and they'll be like oh my god what do you mean for sure like being choked for sure (laughs) doesn't that scare you yeah i I feel like if you're doing it with somebody that knows what they're doing and yeah you can literally fucking google that shit we've talked about it a million times on my media um but i think doing it yourself Oh yeah, doing it yourself unsafe. is a totally different very story. Scary thing to witness. Totally different story. I don't think that I like if you asked me to do that on Facetime. I I don't know that I would be able to. I do was that. just about to say. I mean, you know, you I know. can hurt myself for myself for you in a lot of ways, but I, I don't know that. that I could do that. Yeah, you. Yeah. Of all the things that you know that I've had you do, all the things that I have other women do. And there's some sick fucking things on there. And there's some things yeah. that are going to cause a lot of fucking pain. I've never yeah. once asked somebody to choke themselves. Not once. No. I, now, no. I have seen women that... God, who was it? This chick used to, like, straight choke herself with her hand. But she, like, every time she was coming, she would choke the fuck out of herself. It's wow. crazy. That is. So, yeah. of all of the lessons that my mother gave to me growing up, oh, the one... <laughs> <laughs> I know this is funny. The one Thanks, recurring theme that she would always talk to me about every time there was anything in the news about was like whatever the most current kids game with breath play was. Like there were all those yeah. games when we were kids yeah. growing up yeah. about people like hyperventilating yeah. and then holding their breasts so that they would pass out type of thing. Oh. I got more education on that shit than I ever did on sex, drugs, and alcohol combined. Look at you now. (laughs) Playing those games as a fucking adult. (laughs) Oh, man. It's okay, Um, I'm over 18. It's not your problem anymore. There you go. Right. So let's hop along to this second one that was a very interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we're kind of segueing over into it relatively yeah, decently. Kinda, We've I touched they, upon it a little. Yeah, I think they somewhat are cohesive and hold hands yeah. with the first topic. Um, kink and trauma association. So Is this me? <laughs> yeah, girl. I, yeah. You're going to... Yeah. So for me, at least... Um, this is going to get really uncomfortable for a couple seconds here. I'm just giving everybody a heads up. He's <laughs> really good at like turning uncomfortable situations into, into jokes and relieving the pressure. <laughs> so, so, so pressures, pressure, pressures on unless I him just, Unless now. I sit here and just start jerking off, then you two have at it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, when I... I think a lot of the reason that I got into kink actually is because um, of all of the trauma that I went through as a kid and all of the shit I had to deal with as an adult and realizing, hey, I need therapy. Oh my God, that's crazy. Um, Like (laughs) 
you know, my mom was super abusive as a kid. And I know um, a lot of people online, you'll see them talk about like after uh, being sexually assaulted or something like that, they'll be like, why am I suddenly into CNC? Why is that a thing? And a lot of it from what I've read is the fact that you want control over a situation that you've already been through. Um, And, you know, the only way that you're going to be able to get that kind of control is if you're like adequately talking with your partner about what it is that you're looking to get from it and where your boundaries lie and stuff like that. Because I know, especially with people who have been sexually assaulted, there are things that you can't call them. There are things that you can't do. There are like very specific lines um, and they cannot be crossed. So it's all about like communication and using kink as a way to feel in control of the situation you weren't in control of, I think personally is a really healthy, and my therapist thinks is a very healthy way to kind of let that side of things be healed in a kind of very fucked up way. But, you know, because sex is, sex is very much a bonding experience with yourself. Um, You know, you're learning to love yourself and all of the, you know, fucking, fucking weird noises you make and all the weird things that your body can do and shit like that. And if you're adding... <laughs> if you're adding shit like that into it, you know, it's just kind of adding to the healing process, in my opinion. So Yeah. I go ahead. I know a girl um that well she's dead now, but I think when she was about well like she was raped by a strange complete stranger walking down a, a path when she was about eighteen years old never caught the guy, whatever. And sadly it turned her into a drug addict and she eventually died, but she 100% had a CNC fantasy. Like mm-hmm. she had a rape fantasy from that day fucking forward. And mm-hmm. had no qualms about being upfront about that. And I mean, of course they, they, it's not even possible that they're not related. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. For now, me, if you have like, one beforehand, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when after the first time I was sexually assaulted, I it, that's kind of when it developed for me, and I was like, "Oh, I really hope this isn't related." I'm I'm hoping I'm just learning more about myself and what I like. <laughs> and then I was talking to my therapist. My therapist, and shout out to fucking Shannon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to her about it and I was like, Hey, uh, so funny thing here. Um, after I was sexually assaulted, I started being more into, uh, CNC and having rape fantasies. And she was like, Oh, that's completely normal. Like no, no worries here. Um, <laughs> I'm not concerned. We're not going to check you in or anything like that. Like this is, <laughs> that's completely normal. It's just you wanting control over something. And I was like, yeah. Oh, all right. That doesn't make me feel any better, but thank you. (laughs) Well, Shannon sounds cool as fuck. Um, (laughs) I would love to talk to Shannon. Yes. (laughs) Shannon has some stories to tell. Oh, I'm sure she does. (laughs) She's heard it all. Man, the most fucked up 
chicks that I've come across damage-wise, like trauma and all that shit, therapists every time, psychiatrist or psychiatrist or psychologist, one of the two, every fucking time. I got therapist and a psychiatrist. Woo! They're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I know something about you that's kind okay, of related to this. Yeah, really. Put the brakes on. Um, <laughs> Slow down there. Uh, we don't need to air out my dirty laundry. <laughs> no, we. you and I were talking last night about, yes, there are a lot of people that are into kink because they have, have experienced trauma. Yeah. Um, of whatever sort. But yeah. I also think that there's a lot of people that are involved in it that did not. Yeah. I think that I think that I of. personally am a pretty decent example of that. I haven't had any I haven't had any major traumas in my life, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Do I have do I have things that I perceive as like what I perceive as monumentally changing in my life. I don't like, it's nothing. It's pea sized, you know? And I don't Mm. think that realistically that is something that has made my sex life what it is. I think that a majority of my sex life has come from the curiosity and openness with myself and willingness to explore myself and my own body. And like, when you were talking about it, Blaze, that's what was resonate. Those were the the words that were really resonating with me was that, Hey, this is, this is a way to explore myself and, and, and learn more about me and my body. And yeah. So I, I think that for, for me, I don't, I don't really think that it was a, any particular traumas that I'm trying to take control of it that have cr- created my sexual interests. I think that it was more so just curiosity and a willingness to explore she that. Stepped up to the top of the top of the ladder. <laughs> Try me out. See how, how I do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like it went from zero to a hundred. There know, were like I, I just one day she was just like, yeah. let's try gunplay. I'm just yeah. <laughs> bring me a double barrel shotgun. <laughs> uh, so, and what I was saying when we talked about it last night was, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I have any trauma. If I do. I know that it was a one-time thing. Uh, I know where it would have happened, all that shit. But I, if it did, I have no recollection of it. That being said, I think that... Let me step back a second. I guess that possibly could have... If that happened, it could have been the reason I hit puberty so early. Because I know that is sometimes a reaction to... Mm -hmm. sexual assault on a kid anyway that said i was i I was sexual before i hit puberty so and i know a lot of my listeners are subscribers whatever the fuck you want to call them we've talked about this for years and you know by 12 i was fucking it so for me i feel like 
by, by the time I was 18 years old and had been fucking for fucking what? Eight, you get bored. Exactly. Like you just, <laughs> if you really enjoy sex and you know, some, I feel like a lot of men just enjoy coming. I, I enjoy sex. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy every aspect of sex. So I think it would have gotten there anyway. I, just because I like yeah. to push the bar. I like to be creative. You and I sit down and brainstorm on sexual things we can do next to push the fucking bar. Like, I think it would happen for me regardless. Mm-hmm. But who knows? A lot of times it's Maybe like being introduced. <laughs> Maybe it's a lot of times for people is being introduced. Like the poor kid that I took the virginity of probably wouldn't have <laughs> gone down that road unless I was the one who yeah. was like, listen, let's try it all. Spread that shit like a disease. <laughs> Jesus. God, I should probably shoot him a text afterwards and be like, are you okay? <laughs> Listen, like, I know no, I fucked you up. I'm jerking off while cutting myself, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten texts from his like ex-girlfriends before that have been like, what the fuck did you do to him? Oh no. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you, when I started doing this shit was right around the Christian Grey. What is it, what was the fucking name of that movie? Fifty Shades oh, of the, Grey. That yeah. Shit. When I first started on Instagram, that was the hot shit. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like I started and like, it was like, I'm going to talk about sex. I was just being funny talking about, you know, I, sex is a big part of my life. So naturally that's going to be a part of it. Um, but I, honest to God, I think like what had a huge effect because then number two came out and it was another surge. I mm-hmm. think hands down that had a huge effect on blowing my media up because yeah. now they were like, oh, this is you got all the, the Christian real life Christian grade. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and these bitches <laughs> had no idea what the fuck they were signing up for. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. Like, spank me. Like, yeah, I'm gonna spank you, but I'm not rich and I'm buying you shit. So <laughs> I give you a copy of the video if you want. <laughs> oh man. Any last words to add on kink and trauma and the association or are we ready to move on i feel like an important thing to say here at the end is that it's okay if your kink is associated with a trauma it's not something weird or anything like that it's actually really common and it you should be able to forgive yourself for that because it's not your fault it's your fucking brain's fault and you can't control that thing awesome words that's awesome yeah i'm gonna end with because I know you wanted to just run your mouth. What you got a fucking one upper? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, I'm just adding to to the point about. I, I actually do know several people that like not just use their trauma sexually with a partner, but will use that shit by themselves, like masturbating. They, they will get off to the shit. Mm-hmm. So it has to be some sort of therapy on some level. I don't know the. Mm-hmm. I don't know the fucking ins and outs of that because I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that kind of doctor. (laughs) Thank God. Imagine if we had a psychiatrist on this. Man, (laughs) I'm scared to do that. 
I am. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want no bitch sitting there being like, well, let me tell you about you. Nah, bitch. No, no, no. We're talking about her and her and her. Are you talking about Nah, not me. Fuck that. <laughs> It's so just like I, having them like nod their head and be like, hmm, that's interesting. No, that's interesting. No, no. <laughs> Nodding their head as they're jotting. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> what are you drawing over there? <laughs> so I think this will be the last one we can get into because we've got to start to wind it down. Um, yeah. But I think this is a quick one. So I, I do want to touch on it real quick because you put in there, you put under the topics kink versus fetish. Um, and my question is, what do you perceive the difference to be? I, I, you, I believe you felt the same way as me. Like, I'm not sure if, if I see a difference, but you know, I, I like just on that terminology alone, I couldn't, I would, I wouldn't, you know, have a difference or a difference in application in my life. Um, so I was very curious on what your perception of that was and like what differences you see and if you like what your arguments were for um, there being differences. Um, this actually also comes from online sex work. Um, a lot of the times people will t- say that they have these kinks like, you know, X, Y, Z, and then they okay. have these fetishes. And so when they say kinks, it's like, oh, yeah, it's preferred that this is happening and it gets me off but it's not necessary. Whereas fetishes, it's like, I cannot get off without this. Oh, I interesting. To come get off. So like there are certain guys that are like, I cannot get out, get off without seeing your feet. Like nothing wrong with you or anything like that. I just literally can't come without seeing your feet. Oh. It's happened. It's no shame to them. Yeah. Or anything no. like that. Not my, not my cup of tea. Um, yeah. But there, yeah, there are people out there who cannot come without certain things happening. Um, and so for me, like, I can't think of any specific fetishes I have other than like, don't, I can't have vanilla sex. I can't do it. I, <laughs> I don't know. You start, me, <laughs> you start telling me that you like love me and shit. And I'm like, can you oh, stop, <laughs> please? <laughs> That'll, that'll that'll kill your heart on real quick. Oh yeah, exactly. you know it's like yeah. So I guess like what I would consider a quote unquote fetish for me um, is like just having kink involved. Whereas some people huh. will literally not be able to come if they're not being choked or if they're not you know having knives involved or shit like that. Interesting. So that's like the big yeah, difference that is. for me. I don't have any fetishes then. By that <laughs> definition. Women are my only fetish by that definition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Some sort of clit stimulation. Definitely got a shitload of kinks though. <laughs> yeah. should <laughs> <laughs> fill um, a book. <laughs> I guess before we move on to the punishment of the week, uh, let me just yes. run this by you. Please, piss play. Is that a kink of yours or no? I am open to doing it, but I don't, like, I won't seek it out, if that makes sense. Come on, let me cut you and piss in your wounds. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's sanitary, oh. I swear. Oh my god. <laughs> So imagine okay. going to a doctor after getting an infection. <laughs> like, yeah, I let a guy piss in my wounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if you get this doctor, she'd be like, oh, it's totally fine. It's totally normal. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> okay, so, well, my punishment of the week, and this is, you know, it you really don't even have to, like, be into, I mean, I guess you have to somewhat be into piss play, but you don't really have to be into piss play to really enjoy this one. As long as you have a way to clean up a mess or prevent a mess or whatever. Yeah. But one thing I love to do is to make a woman that I'm spending the evening with, having a session with, whatever you want to call it, drink, whether that's constantly drinking water, preferably alcohol, and because alcohol just makes you have to pee sooner and more urgently, I feel like, and not let them pee. And make them keep playing with themselves and coming and coming basically basically until they piss themselves. Yeah. I find that very hot. So <laughs> for the 25% of you that are into that, you're welcome. <laughs> I feel like 25 is maybe generous, but. No, I think it's low. I feel like I have to yeah. revise my statement then. I don't want it in my mouth. Don't want it in my mouth. Oh, that's, oh. that's totally. That's what I would say. That's what when I'm talking to chicks. I don't want to like know what piss tastes like. Is that yeah. weird? So, <laughs> so I mean, if the person's drinking and has broken their seal, my understanding is well, you can tell it, tell it better than me. I mean, <laughs> you know that you're drinking urine. Like it has a very distinct flavor, even when you're drinking and have broken the seal and it's clear. But it's more of a like hint of. Hint right. of urine, <laughs> like right. it's not. It's not super strong or overwhelming. It's it's I, I. It's hard for me to say though because I'm into it. Like yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, like, like I, we'll drink your entire bladder full into it. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, I enjoy it. I enjoy many aspects of it more than just the flavor and the degradation i like the warmth and the heat and the like just knowledge that this just came out of your body particularly just out of your penis that's why i like squirt same thing it's so warm and like oh silky yes yes rub it on your dick yeah no i can see it from the squirt perspective and i think i I think I'll have to experiment a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that part of his enjoy, like, like granted, these are punishments. This is a, a, a punishment for the woman and for his enjoyment. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but part of your enjoyment is the torture of not wanting to piss yourself and trying to do everything that you can to not piss yourself and not piss your pants or, it's the torture wherever the you are yeah and then the humiliation of then oh, actually yeah. doing it because we're ingrained to think that oh my gosh this is like the most embarrassing thing ever which i mean i don't know that i've ever been embarrassed when i've pissed my pants <laughs> from you sorry but <laughs> you don't have to tell me i'm well aware yeah but I, what I started to say is I'd say like 80, probably 80 to 90% of the women that I like first am talking to, and I'm like, what are your kinks? 
hey, these are people that follow me, so they know what the fuck I'm into. And the second I bring up P, I, like I said, 80 to 90% of them, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't want it in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a good start. We'll see, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see where it goes. How about that? <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's do this toy review. I left this one up to Blaze to uh, pick a toy. And you're going to have to read me the name because I don't remember the full name of every fucking toy that I own. It's the I got I, this. Okay. Oh, you got this. No, you got no, this. You got this. No, 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 you got it. The Oh My Bod, instead of Oh My God, Oh My Bod, Love Life Cuddle. It's a G-spot massager. I Okay, so the reason I actually bought this um, is because the partner that I was in, uh, that I was like seeing at the time um, was really into squirting. And for the life of me, I could not let go enough to actually squirt. Just could not let myself do it. And so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little adventure on my own, see where it goes. Cause I knew I could on my own. I just yes. wasn't sure how I would be able to transfer that into play with someone else. Um, and so we basically, we bought that toy and we started using it and given, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows this, you have to be hydrated. Um, which is a little difficult because I'm a barista. So I'm drinking coffee every second of every day. Um, but you really have to focus on hydration if you have difficulty with it. Um, and you might actually find that you are able to squirt. Uh, you just have been dehydrated before or not letting go, which is, I'm guilty of that. Um, uh, but it actually was intense enough where I was able to just release because it was so much sensation going on that it was just like, I have no choice. Like that's, whereas like now he can do it with just his fingers, but it was like kind of the thing that I needed to bridge the gap. And it's really, it's really nice. It's got really intense vibrations, which is nice. If I'm not mistaken, it's waterproof. I would hope so, considering it's a G-spot <laughs> vibrator. <laughs> Imagine you just squirt and the thing just shit the bed right there. <laughs> well, it hasn't heard. buzzed out on you yet, right? <laughs> it hasn't, it hasn't oh, yet. It's gotten squirted on it plenty of times. <laughs> so it's, it's really nice, and I really recommend it, especially if you aren't able to bridge the gap between squirting solo and squirting with a partner. It just kind of like pushes you right over the edge. It's interesting. Like I have a few G-spot vibrators um, that I've used on women, but they're very, they seem very primitive. Um, A lot of times they're given out for free uh, with orders or whatever. Did you try those prior to trying this and see like a huge difference? I tried, I never tried anything specifically for G-spots beforehand, other than like the, cute little glass ones that I only bought because I thought they looked pretty. (laughs) Uh, So it's definitely a big difference between non-vibrating and vibrating, which I don't think that you would initially think just because if you do the right motions with a non-vibrating G-spot dildo that you'll actually, you'll be able to get there. It just takes longer as I'm sure everybody knows. Um, 
but with the vibration, it's more of like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's more of like a thumping feeling, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, And kind of like, instead of the constant, like almost pushing motion when you're, you know, using a G-spot dildo or like someone's fingers or your own fingers, if you have long enough ones, um, (laughs) uh, it's a lot, you wouldn't think so, but it's a lot more intense. And I think it provides, um, just like extra simulation to your G-spot and it makes it a lot easier. When I first initially purchased it, I was like, there's no way vibrating can do anything. Because I had tried like bullet vibrators <laughs> and like, you know, stuff that you stick up there. And I was like, there's no way, you know, there's, there's no way this would work. And then I like tried it out for the first time when I got it, not with my partner. I hope he doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried it out when I first got it delivered to my house. And I was like, oh, fuck. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> It's like how I've heard heard everybody talk about like the little suction cup, the little rose ones. And they try it out for the first time. They're like, I think I just like dislocated something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a world's difference. Well, I'm sold. (laughs) Because I haven't ever tried this toy before. So I will be looking into this. Maybe I'll use your code. (laughs) That code would be? Code fuckboy at checkout go. at adamneve.com. There you go. <laughs> My first ad ever, guys. <laughs> You're an intern. I'm not paying you for that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Fine. that flew by. I think that went great. I hope that you did. enjoyed it. Um, I would actually like to have you back on to finish discussing the rest of the topics on here. What um, can I say? I'm a good conversationalist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And Blaze. I don't, were, I don't know what you were nervous about because you killed it. So yes. thank you for coming on. I appreciate it's it. It's definitely the alcohol. That's why I'm not nervous That's anymore. Okay. <laughs> it's usually the reason I'm on on here too. Don't worry about it. Liquid courage, guys. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Anything you want to add there, Miss Doctor? No, just that Blaze rocked it. You know what? I have a really bad habit of that. I've I've noticed when I listen to these back, you always say, "Is there anything you have to add?" And I always I always say no, and then I add something. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to get myself out of that habit, but I'm still doing it. I'm sorry. It's it's like when people like at the end of an interview, they're like. Do you have any questions about the job? And you're like, no, but actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but did I get That's it? What I think about it. So I do. So yes, I do have <laughs> a very short thing to add. Just that Blaze killed it. And I'm so happy that you came on. Thank you so much for coming on and um, being so candid and open with us and I feel like I learned a lot from you tonight and I also feel like I could talk to you for hours so (laughs) and and just pick your brain about life and everything so thank you thank you for an enlightening evening this was this was great thank you for having me and I would love to have you pick my brain for hours (laughs) 
because there's like the last two topics I definitely want to have you back on to talk about because they're they're big topics and they yeah. definitely pertain to society these days um, and they involve sex and you know these fuckers yeah. love that so. what we're all about all right well ladies it was fun I appreciate it and uh, until next time oh, go ahead. you go ahead and say it since you want to say <laughs> mim- mimic me and mock me you fucking bitch they don't want to hear me say it. That's right. They don't. Don't forget it. Remember, always be a good girl for daddy. Bye.